Welcome to Coaching the Doctor. Thanks to Gilda Care, support coordinators, where it takes a village. Hello, Coach here. Now the doctor's floating around somewhere. He'll join us in a sec. In this episode, we talk to the father and son team that have added a whole new meaning to that great saying, never give in, never surrender, from that wonderful movie, Galaxy Quest. Nathan and Kai Ryan have been fighting to get standing para tennis included in the Olympics and also see it played at the Aussie Open alongside wheelchair tennis. Dad Nathan is determined to make it happen for his son, Kai. Now, I'd like to say after our first chat with the dynamic duo earlier in the year on Coach and the Doctor that it was that podcast that brought it to the attention of comedian, performer and actor Adam Hills. But I can't say that, as Adam has been formulating his support for para tennis for quite a while now. Adam, fresh back from the coronation, thank you very much, gives us an insight in what it's like to mix with the Royals and also their famous friends. Plus, he has some exciting news about para tennis. That is next on Coach and the Doctor. Are you or someone you know in need of a compassionate support coordinator? Gilda Care is your team of trusted, caring and professional support coordinators. We'll make the NDIS process easy for you and your loved ones to navigate. We'll coordinate all your care and support, specialist support and if required, psychosocial recovery coaching. G-I-L-D-A, Gilda Care Support Coordination. We make the NDIS process stress-free. Visit us at gildacare.com.au. J-Man inspires and supports NDIS participants to live their best lives and promotes experiences for people with a disability. The NDIS can be confusing, so if you're thinking about applying for funding or not sure how your plan actually works, J-Man can help and guide you through every step of the process at no cost to you. jman.com.au That's J-A-E-M-A-N.com.au Now is the time to get the most out of your NDIS. Call us for a free consultation. 1-800-J-MAN When your message is timely, trustworthy and delivered in a positive environment, it's powerful. That's why sponsors of 89.9 The Light see great results. Visit thelight.com.au Welcome to Coach and the Doctor. Thanks to Gildicare, where, of course, it takes a village. Doctor, hello. Hello, Coach. It's been a while. It's been a while, but I'm excited because we've got a threesome happening here today. Am I allowed to say <laughs> that? Yeah, I'm allowed no, to say that. No, you can't, but yeah, anyway, but, keep but going. I just did. Well, it's a podcast, and you can say whatever you like. We've got three people for the first time ever on Coach and the Doctor in the one segment. And, of course, we've got Nathan Ryan, his son Kai Ryan, and Adam Hills. Now, I'm going to try to find out what the connection is in a minute, but welcome to you three people. Pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Great to have Thanks you to back. back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Great Thanks. to have both Nathan and Kai back. Obviously, there's been a bit going on. You've recruited some big guns to help your course. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Oh, he sort of self-recruited himself, mate. <laughs> <laughs> How does all this connect together? Well, he found my Instagram account two weeks ago or three weeks. And we were just having a chat. I like, whoa, Adam Hill's following me. <laughs> we just talked about parastanding tennis. Um, we talked about the documentary, how many years I've played. And then you sent a message that said, my dad wants to talk to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Adam, how much of a, a different world, I suppose you could say, with, with uh, Paralympic tennis has opened up for you in the last two weeks? Oh, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I think you know you're doing the right thing when the universe gives you lots of opportunities. And I think this the last couple of weeks has set us off in the right direction. But for me, this started 
It kind of started in about January, February of this year, where I had a meeting. I've, I've been playing disability rugby league for the last five, six years in the UK. We've made a couple of documentaries about it. And the producer kind of sat down with me and said, look, is there a third? Is there a third rugby league disability documentary? And I was like, I think we've gone as far as we can. I said, if I was going to make another documentary about disability sport right now, it would be para standing tennis. And he was like, well, why? And I said, well, I, I used to be a coach back in the day, and I've, I've been approached two or three times to play wheelchair tennis at the Paralympics, but I don't use a wheelchair. It didn't make any sense to me. And I said, look, he got really excited by this idea and went, well, is there a movement? And I said, look, I've seen this little Facebook page. I know there's some players worldwide. I went home and did a bit of research and found an ABC article on Kai from January of this year and said, look, I think the time is now. There seems to be this global movement, this grassroots movement for people who don't want to play in a wheelchair but also aren't fully able-bodied. And so I kind of – I really like the idea of it. And I'd been following the Paris Standing Tennis Facebook page – they posted a video featuring a link to Kai's Instagram. So then I started following him so that I'd know more. And then he messaged me. I mean, you know, it can go horribly wrong when you start following someone on Instagram and they send you a DM that says, my dad wants to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> did you go through your history, did, mate? It's all worked out. Did, did, did you go through your uh, computer history, did you? <laughs> <laughs> so, Nathan, so what did you say to Adam? I just said, oh... Didn't want to have a chat about it, and then um, yeah, so so he called me, and we sort of yeah made a date, and um, we'll probably talking for twenty minutes, half an hour, I think, wasn't it, Adam? Neither of us had had a coffee, but it felt like we both had by the time we got off the call <laughs> yeah. because yeah. So, so you know, I mean, Nathan's been doing such amazing work with this worldwide that that since since that first call with him, we've then had a meeting with Tennis Australia, uh, who were very keen to support para standing tennis at a grassroots level nathan's organized a tournament to coincide with the australian open in january we've started talking about putting together a charity fundraiser tennis day in september to raise money for that we've already got some celebrities on board uh and i'm going to have a meeting with john fitzgerald tomorrow to talk about what else the australian open can do so it's it's kind of it's like we've 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 lit the fuse, but the fuse was a lot shorter than we realised and the fireworks have gone off very quickly. Well, well I, I thought I was the biggest name they'd have spoken to for a while. There. Well, uh, Adam, obviously <laughs> things started to happen when you came along. I did make some calls, well, boys, but gonna, it, nothing ever happened. <laughs> well, I was going to say, Nathan, last time um, we yep. had John Coach yep. and the Doctor, the, the coach was talking up a big game. How many Australian Opens have you done? Oh, too many to remember. And he said, oh, I've many. got people that I can talk to within the Australian <laughs> Open. And, and what happened about a couple of weeks later? He said, oh, no one's taken my call. No. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I, I've sort of drifted out of it a little bit, but then, of course, I knocked back my invitation to the coronation, whereas someone decided to take their invitation to the coronation. I mean, because I'm a, I'm a Republican. Yeah, see, right. so how was that, Adam? By the way, while we're here, let's talk about that because oh, I know Nick Cave said it was boring. Did he? Yes. Yeah, but that's me being a typical media, being a journalist, just cutting out that little bit. What he said was. I found it boring, exhilarating, amazing, all these different words. And he said it would have been remiss of me not to go to this, even though I've been criticised by a lot of my fans. I'm, I'm not a monarchist. I'm not a Republican. But he said I had to go because it was going to be history. Is that how you felt? Yes, his, his sentence was, I'm also not so incurious about the world that I would stop myself from going based yes. on a political belief. What a great line. He, it was, yes, it was amazing. And it was long. We were there at seven in the morning. Nick Cave, we all queued up together to go through security. Nick Cave 
showed us photos of a swan that he took in Perth to prove that swans are evil. <laughs> And then got distracted and ran off and had a chat to the former Archbishop of Canterbury, with whom he's apparently friends. <laughs> wow! So he hasn't sense. changed. He hasn't changed a bit. <laughs> it was, it was surreal and normal, and yes, and boring and exhilarating all at the same time because we couldn't really see what was going on. We just had to watch on big screens because all the action was happening down the other end. But even like. You know, I know Anthony Albanese couldn't see what was going on because of the way the crucifix forms at the top of the of the cathedral. But it's a moment in history, and I've still got the order of service. I've got my handwritten invite. I've got a letter that was sent to me from the king's household asking me to film something for uh, the concert, which ended up not going to air because everything else went too long. <laughs> and I think it was probably like two days after that where I got back and then ended up speaking to Nathan. So I don't, I don't think that was the catalyst, but it's been a pretty crazy couple of weeks. Yeah. And so Nathan, can I um, ask either Nathan or Kai a question um, about, uh, I guess, Adam's involvement now? H- have you seen a change from Tennis Australia? Because I know you'd been speaking to him for a long time and you weren't really getting yeah. anywhere. I think it was just impeccable timing as well. Like, because the, the international guys have been talking with the ITF and they've also been talking with Tennis Australia as well, sort of on the side. So Have they changed their tune? Because I know you were, you were a bit frustrated with them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely changed their tune. Yeah, they, they want to talk, they want to get involved, they want to help us with this tournament as well. As yeah, well, much as they can. I did mention that being on AO Radio every year that I am, <laughs> and being the producer of the Overnight Show, that I can get you exposure there, uh, Nathan. Yeah, uh, yeah, so sure. I have said that. So let's not, you know... That's why we're back on it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's a couple of personalities in the room here. Come on. Um, Kai, how do you feel about all this, though, mate? I mean, I know you must be excited because... And I can say this because I did work with Adam many, many years ago, even though he f- he's forgotten me, but I remember him. Despite being a funny guy, very professional, great performer, <clears throat> he's actually a really good bloke. So you must be so excited to be to be involved in this with him. Well, it's good because I wanted to find like another Aussie that plays Parastana tennis and then Adam plays and we just talk. We want to be doubles partners? Want to be the Nick New, Nick Kyrgios talking after? <laughs> Which one are you, um, Kai? Which one are you going to be? <laughs> Nick Kyrgios. <laughs> I get grumpy. I get grumpy. <laughs> so the question is, who who would win between you and Adam, Kai? We never versed each other, but he's, no offence, but you're a bit older. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what would be, I would find fascinating playing Kai is that, so the class that you're in, as far as I understand, in Paris standing tennis, the ball bounces twice before you hit it? Yeah. Yeah. So that would that that changes the game completely. It changes the way I play it. It changes the way you play it. So it would be a fascinating matchup to see how that would actually work. But also, I've seen from that documentary, I've seen the way you hit the ball, and you hit it very sweetly. This is a movement now. You can feel that it's really uh, gathering some momentum. Obviously, uh, yeah, Adam, you came along at the right time, and uh, for for Nathan and Kai, and how can people listening support this campaign because that's really really important we get people behind this i mean nathan i'm going to throw it to you i i, I yeah, would, okay. yeah i would imagine just talk about it and join the facebook page but nathan that's definitely a start yeah i guess um once we get some more light on this uh event that we're planning as well just try and try and get involved to that just tell people about it what parastani tennis is i guess just advocate for it for anyone who's listening who doesn't know parastani tennis is basically disability tennis 
but not in a wheelchair because there's no middle ground. You're either able-bodied or you're in a wheelchair. And people like Kai and myself, you know, Kai's short-statured. Wheelchairs don't work for him. I, I don't use a wheelchair in general life. So getting around the court, I've tried to play wheelchair tennis and it doesn't work because you would know, Kai, the ball drops short and your first response is to move your legs. Yeah. And you can't move your legs because you're strapped into a wheelchair. We also know that Kai got a bad injury because of uh, of sitting in a wheelchair. Is that right, Kai? Yep. November 11th, 12.50pm. What happened, Kai? What happened? Well, I was playing. <laughs> it was a bit stupid, but a bit bad. Oh, like, the little kids wanted me to play wheelchair tips, and I was like this hill, probably 50 degrees down, and... No. I don't know. Yeah. So you're on a hill for... 15 degrees. 15 degrees gradient, maybe. And 15. Yeah. It was a hill. Yeah. For the sake of the story, it's better at 50 degrees. A 50, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and I just... I was going quick down, and, like, I couldn't control it. I tried to take a sharp turn, which was a bit stupid, and... I went through the yellow blind spots and just tipped over. Can I interrupt? Because I thought this—I thought the injury happened while playing tennis, but you were actually hooning about on a hill. <laughs> yeah, it was at the tournament. It was at the national tournament. Yeah. But he wasn't actually... Oh, he didn't I get to was, play tennis. Yeah, there you go. And I look, thought he was too. <laughs> his dad's on the line as well. He was playing tennis, yeah. okay? Was, right, <laughs> okay. We talked about supporting the event. What is the event that people can support? Yeah, so the Facebook page is the uh, Ara Standing Tennis Alliance. And people can get involved, obviously, through that. Yeah. And they can contact you. Yep. Again, for people for people who might not be aware, there's, there's four different categories. Correct me if I'm wrong, Nathan. There's four categories involved in this. There's arm amputees. There's below-knee amputees and mild kind of, say, cerebral palsy. Then there's above-knee amputees and more restrictive cerebral palsy and likewise, and then there's short-statured. So it, it is fair. I mean, the, the trick with all disability sports is to try and keep it fair and competitive at the same time. But, yeah, so, so for people who might be listening thinking, well, I don't know, how am I going to fit into this? Is it going to be – how are we going to do it? There's four separate categories, and it's, it's – I think, if I'm not mistaken again, below-knee amputees and short-statured get two bounces of the ball before they hit it, much like wheelchair tennis. So – there's there's ways to make that basically what you're doing is you're making tennis accessible for a whole bunch of people that couldn't get into it before and i've I've said it to someone before it's like having a building that's got steps for able-bodied people a ramp for people in a wheelchair but nothing for people in between Mm, what a great analogy never thought of it like that adam hills nathan and kai ryan will be back after this break on coach and the doctor when amongst many things adam talks about his tennis career When your message is timely, trustworthy and delivered in a positive environment, it's powerful. That's why sponsors of 89.9 The Light see great results. We're the positive alternative where listeners find a safe, friendly, encouraging experience. Our listeners trust us to bring them brands they can count on. Station sponsors that, in turn, they can trust. So visit the sponsorship page at thelight.com.au and get in touch. 89.9 The Light. Positive radio positive results. J-Man inspires and supports NDIS participants to live their best lives and promotes experiences for people with a disability. The NDIS can be confusing, so if you're thinking about applying for funding or not sure how your plan actually works, J-Man can help and guide you through every step of the process at no cost to you. jman.com.au That's J-A-E-M-A-N.com.au Now is the time to get the most out of your NDIS. Call us for a free consultation. 1-800-J-MAN 
Gildercare is a team of trusted, caring and professional support coordinators. Founded on the principle that it takes a village, we want to lock arms and build a long-standing relationship, one in which we are able to deliver quality support coordination. We offer additional services such as specialist support coordination and psychosocial recovery coaching. G-I-L-D-A, Gildercare Support Coordination. We make the NDIS process stress-free. Google Gildercare. Welcome back to Coach and the Doctor. Now, Doctor, a sporting question from you to Adam. Go for it. And Adam, how did you get involved in tennis? I've been playing since I was five. So, so able-bodied the... play? Sorry to interrupt. Able, uh, able-bodied, yeah. I joined my, my parents signed me up. I wanted to play. They signed me up in local coaching classes. I was coached up until I was probably 16. I played juniors in the Illawarra Tennis Association in Sydney. Um, I was coached the, the old Bill Gilmore Tennis School in, uh, in Caringbar in Australia. Um, I, I played... I guess I played up until I, I played juniors up until I was probably 16, and then I played men's comp for another couple of years after that, and then I was I coached for a while. So tennis was my like there was a point in my life where I was on court six seven days a week, um, and then you know comedy and radio and TV came along and that kind of took over. But yeah, like I said, in t- 2008 I was in Beijing for the Paralympics, and the the wheelchair tennis coach kind of grabbed me after at the end of the whole games and said i hear you used to coach and i was like yeah and he went do you want to get into a wheelchair and start playing wheelchair tennis and i went well that just feels wrong it doesn't feel right and then he said i had a meeting a couple of weeks later with the head of the paralympics commission and he said you'll need to start living your life in a wheelchair though because it has to become second nature and i was like oh i'm hosting a tv show at the moment i'm doing stand-up comedy i can't live in a wheelchair as well and I remember him saying at the time, well, the best thing you can do for the Paralympics right now is to tell people about it. And then 2012, he came up to me in London and went, and now you're doing that, so well done. But there's always been this kind of, you know, then I started playing disability rugby league and there'd be people that I played rugby league with, you know, with eye, eye, vision impairments or arms missing who actually play able-bodied rugby league. And I was kind of blown away by that until some of them said, well, that's what you used to do with tennis. There's just no, there's no disability tennis. There's no way in for people like Kai or myself to play. So why not? Why shouldn't, you know, I, the article I read said Kai wants to compete at the Paralympics. So why, why can't he? It feels ridiculous. And I think, and I don't think it's from neglect or malice. I think it's just, you know, the, the associations kind of went, oh yeah, right. There's a whole group of people we're not catering for and all what Nathan has done worldwide, like when we had the meeting with Tennis Australia last week, they were talking up how uh, well regarded he is internationally for what he's doing for the game. And they're kind of looking to Australia as a bit of a model. So, you know, really, I'm just on his coattails. Adam, you host a show that was born out of the 2012 Paralympics. What's the importance, you reckon, of sport and ensuring sport is inclusive and accessible to everyone? Oh, I mean... (sighs) The, the best way for me to describe it is this. If you had said to all of us who play disability rugby league in the UK, if you'd said, let's get together on a Monday night and have a social group for men with disabilities, none of us would have turned up. If you say, let's get together on a Monday night and have rugby league training, we're all there and we're all supporting each other and we've got a WhatsApp group and we're there for each other 24-7 and we play together and we talk about disabilities, but we talk about life, we talk about everything. That's a thing that people with disabilities don't always get. And I read this amazing thing that said 
you know, look, during the pandemic, I know people with disabilities moved around less. They exercise less. There was, it, it's harder to do that when there are barriers. But also what I found with the Disability Rugby League, people with disabilities don't get to feel what it's like to be part of a team. Like, that's a really special feeling that I've had either with the Warrington guys or with the Australian Physical Disability Rugby League team. And I know tennis is different. It's a one-out sport. But it's it, it improves your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health. All of those things are improved by playing sport and getting active. So why wouldn't you open this up to people with disabilities? Which is why we have a program here at J-Man called J-Man Active, Adam. And we uh, get our participants, well, we don't force them to, but we encourage them to uh, be active, basically. With a whole bunch of different Different activities. uh, Including footy, uh, Australian Rules footy. Footy, yeah. Uh, Futsal, basketball, a whole bunch of different stuff. So the line is, if the body is active, the mind will follow. So so we're we're right behind you on that, Adam, and we applaud you for for getting behind this. And if there's anything that we can do, Nathan, Kai, for you guys, uh, for the tournament um, coming up, we will get behind it as much as we can and um, yeah just let us know what you need and um, we'll be flying that flag for you and i don't know about the yeah. doctor but uh, the coach is available for your documentary adam on this if, if you need <laughs> it uh, he will be he'll be there available just let's just before we go the event people once again what's the what's the facebook page and the event that is coming up that you're talking about in uh, in January around the Australian Open time, uh, Nathan. The group is the Paris Standing Alliance, Paris Standing Tennis Alliance. Sorry, I, I did forget a couple of other events, actually. There's one in uh, September in Sydney. I'm just um, pointing out the dates for that. There's a wheelchair tournament at the City Community city community um, Tennis Centre there at Surrey Hills. That will be in September, I think, around mid-September. Me and Adam also organising that charity event in September, somewhere in September. And, yeah, the tournament's in January. It's from the, the 19th to the 21st of January, which is basically the middle of the Australian Open. And then after that, actually, two days after that, there's the All Ability Day, and the AO has actually told us that they're going to give us an allocation on that for a demonstration um, during that day, So, which is pretty huge. Well, fantastic. And, Kai, if you need a sponsor, J-Man Active are more than happy to back you and, um, and, and sponsor you for... Uh, for whatever you need. So just let us know what your needs are and uh, and we'll get behind you. I was going to question about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's, he's the boss. He's the boss. Here we go. He's not the uh, okay, all right. <laughs> okay, the can... answer's no. Now, what's the question? <laughs> you know, some of the athletes have, like, Whitbeaks or Swiss or some other company on their shoulder or something. Yep. Can I get that with yours? You absolutely can. Um, so you want the J-Man Active logo? Is that what you want? Yeah. Right. Mate, we can do it. In fact, I'll show you the sort of stuff that we do. Kai just started a futsal team, and we've got the Jame and Joeys that are happening. So if you want to... So, mate, we're more than happy to... If you need some apparel, we can get it done for you. Uh, we can put the logo on it. I don't know if you need a tennis racket, whatever you need, mate. We're, we're happy to get behind you because I think what you're doing is just incredible, particularly for a young man. You know, your commitment and dedication um, is, is overwhelming for, for me, to be quite honest with you. So well done. Can I also just suggest then, because when we were talking about a nickname, you, you know, the Kokonakis Kyrgios combination <laughs> of possibly Kai and I, and I was saying, well, I might have to change my first name to put a K in it so we can be the special Ks. <laughs> but if you're going to be, sp- 
I think maybe we call ourselves the J-Men. Hey, there so, you go. There so, you go. So, so the that's, J-Men. That, that's our futsal, this is our futsal team, which is, I don't know if you can see oh, it. It's the J-Men yeah. Joeys with J-Men active yeah. at the top. No one can so, see it on the podcast, but they can. Yeah. But they can. Um, so, yeah. Kai, we can do absolutely something like that for you. And you'd be called Hello. the J-Mans, would be great. The J-Men. <laughs> the J-Men. That's fantastic. I love that. Just before we go, I know you two guys are obviously happy with what's what's been going on with Adam and, of course, the uh, direction, the way the way it's moving for you for your tennis. But, Adam, uh, you must be stoked and chuffed with the way your career's going at the moment and also your family life. Do you seem pretty happy these days? Uh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm on a, a weird trajectory where... Every every great thing that happens, I assume it's not going to get any better than this. So I remember playing the Sydney Opera House probably about six or seven years ago and doing a radio interview and I, saying something like, I mean, this might be my only chance. And they were like, oh, mate, come on. And I was like, well, you never know. Like, you don't, you know, something something great happens. I never take it for granted. And every time something better happens, I think, oh, maybe this is as good <laughs> as it gets. Um I think leaving leaving the coronation, I thought, oh well, this is pretty much you're not going to top the coronation. But but you then know, two days later, I'm having a phone call with Nathan, and then suddenly all of this starts happening. So and then uh, suddenly you're on coaching the doctor, and it's oh, just it's, it's, it's a horror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before I go, I am known for telling very very interesting stories. I'm a bit of a raconteur. I can relate perfectly to that, um, Adam, because. Sometimes things just don't come around when they look as if they are expected to come around. I was 17 years old playing for Forbes High Rugby League and we had trial HSC exams and we'd made the State Rugby League Carnival in New South Wales, CHS Carnival, which was amazing because to just get down there was a big deal. And that was the SCG. First game was 8 o'clock. Guess what the principal said? You're not allowed to go down. You'll miss your trial HSC science exam. I said, they're trials. But I never played rugby league on the uh, on the SCG. So wow. I, I can relate to that completely. And I'm sure every person in the world has a story like that. So, yeah, take your chances while you can, mate. Good on you, fellas. Nathan Ryan, Kai Ryan and Adam Hills. Wonderful to have a chat with you guys. And let's hope. This thing just keeps on steamrolling. I've got a funny feeling it will. And thanks for joining us on Coach and the Doctor. Ah, cheers. Here's to the J-Men. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. Well done. I like that. The J-Men has a ring to it. The J-Men. We will keep you posted how they go. Okay, Doctor, it's that time. Press hard three copies. <laughs> and have a great week. Coach you. You've been listening to Coach and the Doctor. Thanks to Gilda Care Support Coordinators. Gildacare is a team of trusted, caring and professional support coordinators. Founded on the principle that it takes a village, we want to lock arms and build a long-standing relationship, one in which we are able to deliver quality support coordination. We offer additional services such as specialist support coordination and psychosocial recovery coaching. G-I-L-D-A, Gildacare Support Coordination. We make the NDIS process stress-free. Google Jill to care.